everyone. Welcome to Nothing Fancy Sports, a weekly sports podcast. My name is Oscar, and this week we've got a big show for you guys. Uh, We've got the MLB restart plan. We've got big NFL contract news. But first, we're going to have to start with the NASCAR news and what's happening with driver Bubba Wallace. So on Sunday, June 21st, Father's Day, actually, uh, a noose was found in NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace's team garage. Bubba Wallace is the only full-time black driver in NASCAR's uh, pro circuit at the moment. Uh, this coming a week after NASCAR decided to ban the Confederate flag at events. Uh, it did not stop people uh, around the stadium, around the, the racetrack from brandishing the flag uh, as they were, there was uh, protests and rallies and you know, people pitching up their tents and campers with uh, the flag. A plane even flew over the racetrack with a huge banner displaying the flag and the words defund NASCAR. Uh, the noose was found on a pull-down garage door on Sunday night uh, before the race, uh, which was then postponed because of rain. Uh, this happened in Talladega in Alabama. Uh, but on Tuesday, yesterday, the 23rd, uh, the FBI, who was involved with the investigation because it was a, a, it was considered at the moment, at the time, a hate crime, uh, the FBI found that it wasn't. Uh, a hate crime that the news had been there since October of last year. Uh, so Bubba was not a target of hate crime, but this is still, it, it's still shocking that that was there. Like why was, why was that even someone's thought to put a noose as a garage door handle? And then there were people who were saying this is false, you know, comparing the situation to Jesse Smollett, the actor who faked a hate crime, uh, who faked getting beat up as a hate crime so he can gain some more fame or clout or whatever it was that he was he was going for when it ended up that you know the Chicago the city of Chicago sued him for you know wasting resources. <laughs> uh, so NASCAR put out a statement saying, uh, "quote The FBI report concludes uh, and photographic evidence confirms that the garage pull door." The, the garage door pull rope fashioned like a noose has been positioned there since as early as last fall. We remain steadfast in our commitment to provide a welcoming and inclusive environment for all who love racing. I mean, it, it took them, it took them this long to get the Confederate flag out of the, out of the grace, out of the culture of that race. I mean, even now it's still going to be a, a struggle because the NASCAR is a predominantly South Southern sport. Um, and it, it almost geared towards people of that, uh, uh, way of life, let's say, but at, at the image of, of a, of a Confederate flag, the South flag, how it doesn't recall people's memories of what it stood for. Those people, the, the flag was for people who are fighting to keep slavery, to keep the country divided. Like, like, remember that whoever it is that is enjoying showing this flag remember what the history of that flag is it's not about representing the south it's it's about representing slavery it's about representing slave owners uh bubba wallace uh did respond he he said you know the nascar did nothing wrong um he is happy that this is almost the best outcome that could have happened uh, in in one of the worst situations uh, that it that it wasn't just that he wasn't being targeted. Uh, Bubba Wallace 
doesn't think NASCAR did anything wrong. Uh, he said, quote, I stand by NASCAR, unquote. After after Sunday, on Monday, uh, many of the NASCAR drivers stood by Bubba. They pushed his car, number 43, to the starting line and all walked together with him in solidarity. solidarity. And um, once they got to the starting line, you know, Bubba got out and, you know, he he cried and he hugged as many as he could uh, because his brothers were standing along with him. You know, this isn't a, a, a fight that that can be won alone by black people. You know, we need they need uh, white people, people of all other kinds to finally step up and say, no more. This is it. You know, the race issues, the systemic racism that is over that has overtaken this country has to be has to be stopped. Uh, the president of NASCAR, Steve Phelps, uh, has said that he will continue or that NASCAR will continue its investigation as to see why the rope was there uh, in the first place and who did it regardless uh, of when and where uh, it was. It's just an awful case of racism. Uh, it, uh, luckily, it wasn't targeted just towards Bubba, who imagine that. Imagine coming into the garage to do what you love to do. And then you see that. You know, an image, a, a symbol of something that's horrible that's happened to people of of your skin color just for being your skin color. It's 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 horrendous, is what that is. Now we'll move on to the MLB. So the MLB finally got their stuff together. They finally got everything. You know, locked up? Not really. No, that's not actually what happened. Uh, the owners agreed to the March agreement uh, that they had proposed at the beginning. Um, and it yesterday, uh, Tuesday, the MOBPA has agreed to those stipulations. However, it doesn't look like it might be uh, all, you know, sunshine and roses from here. It might look like there'll be some some more bumps along the road but it is exciting to see that there is a plan going forward uh so just a few details to start with the plan camp training camp or spring training whatever you want to call it will start on july 1st so it will be starting the weekend the week of <clears throat> sorry the week of fourth of july fantastic that's that's that was the hope and dream at the beginning uh the season would begin uh either from the 23rd to the 26th depending on what they agree on uh of july and it would go through September 27th. Players are going to be paid full prorated salaries. Uh, they're not going to be uh, 80%, 75%, you know, 60%. It does not matter. It'll be 60 games. Uh, that's the whole season. There'll still only be 10 teams in the playoffs. Uh, a few more uh, unusual things that are going to happen. August 31st is now the trade deadline. Um there will be a universal DH for both the American League and the National League, which is something that baseball fans have been waiting for for decades, it might seem like. Um, the NL has kind of been uh, uh, reluctant to, to go into it, but I mean, that's uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, pitchers now get to rest more, and I think that's that's fine. Uh, being a, a Mets fan growing up, I always liked seeing my pitchers going out there. But I mean, there was always that that added strategy of when do you take a pitcher out? Do you send a, a pitch hitter? Um, do what do you what do you want to do in this situation? So now that takes away that, and it also just you know it, it keeps the <clears throat> sorry it keeps the the pitcher from from getting too exhausted and having to think about 
you know, what he's going to do at a bat. Even though they might just bl- uh, bunt uh, or, you know, sacrifice themselves at the end of the day. But, you know, it just it takes away uh, an added pressure, an added thought right at the moment. Um, and a, a fun thing that I thought was 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 really interesting is extra innings are now going to start with a runner on second. Uh, that seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. I know there's people saying that, that you know, they're going to sacrifice fly and get the run that way. I mean, that and that's that's what the game is then the pitcher has to come up with a way so that doesn't happen uh so he gets more ground balls instead of a pop up fly rosters are going to start at 30 uh then go to 28 two weeks later and then go to 26 to round off the season uh the reason for the expanded rosters rosters is just in case you know anyone gets sick anyone gets hurt you know this is just just to keep it uh, as as open as possible there there will even be uh like a taxi squad i read uh somewhere uh where there will be players available in case uh such things happen and there will be a covid injury list uh, it won't have any time on it it won't say what the situation is it'll just be you know these people tested positive they are under quarantine the time stipulation is thrown out of the window for these types of injuries there's no 15 day 15 day dl you know there's none of that you know if you have covid you have covid and it is what it is uh time wise uh it's it's is especially exciting um because Baseball is finally going to happen. <laughs> Baseball finally going to come back. It, it it's something that you know fans have been waiting for. There's there's going to be bumps in the road. I mean, there's bumps right now. The Phillies have been in training camp uh, for a little while down in Florida, and seven players and five staff have tested positive for COVID recently. So they've had to shut down their facilities, uh, and three Rockies players even were tested positive. So uh, it's still yet to see how. The MLB is going to get over these hurdles, the COVID hurdles, um, which are major. It is a big problem. This pandemic is a big thing at the moment. Uh, it's There's no way to avoid it. And the way this country handled it from the get-go probably didn't help. So it's, it's going to be... We're going to have to wait and see how the MLB is going to put in rules and regulations as far as COVID, how, as far as contact, as far as how... The, a bubble city will, will work. Are they playing in Arizona? Are they playing in Florida? Those are still plans. There's still details that still need to be figured out uh, that I haven't looked into. Um, but we have a, some bones to play with. We have some pieces of the puzzle. And now it, it's about getting it together before July 1st for training camp. We have a little a little under two weeks to get this going. So I'm going to be let's get it. Let's get it done. There's going to be grievances that the players are going to put out and that because the owners aren't putting out a full schedule, even though there is a lot of time for a full schedule. Um, so there will be a grievance there from the PA, but the MOB can, the owners can come back and file a grievance as well. Um, so it's going to be a little bit back and forth still. There could be players that can, that, that could want to sit out uh, and not play because of, because of the pandemic. So there's a lot still happening, but the initial lose does look good and they have a plan. So. <laughs> From there, we'll move on to big NFL contract news. Uh, one of the bigger, one of the biggest updates from the NFL this week was Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys signing his franchise tag for thirty-one point four million dollars. Uh, it'll keep him on the team for the season, uh, but they still have time to negotiate a long-term deal. The team and Dak has until have until uh, July fifteenth to negotiate a long-term deal. Uh, we know 
Dak wants to stay in Dallas. Uh, we know he's dedicated to the team. He's taken some hits. Uh, but the team wants five years. He wants four years. It's been reported. The team has an offer of five years, uh, $175 million total contract with about $35 million a year. Uh, Dak, from his rookie contract, he was a fourth-round take. He wasn't a first-rounder like Goff or Wentz. Uh, so he was only earning about a million dollars on average for his first four years. Now, I'm a Giants fan, so this is going to hurt me to say right now. But Dak is a good quarterback, you know. In those in those four years, he was only earning about a million average, while Eli Manning, the quarterback of New York Giants, who was not doing so well, was earning over twenty million a year. There's a discrepancy there. <laughs> I would pay Dak. Uh, I know, but there's 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 the challenge of. The Dallas Cowboys being the Dallas Cowboys. They love their running backs. They don't care about their quarterbacks. They won't pay their quarterbacks that well. Uh, it, it, that's just, I feel like that's a way a cookie crumbles almost every time with the Cowboys. Uh, it's always a big thing about defense and running backs. That's who gets paid and wide receivers. Um, <clears throat> well, well, I guess wide receivers and running backs mostly. Um, I mean, if you look at the history of it, I mean, the, right now the, it's about paying. It's about paying Elliot, other than Prescott, and I. It depends on who you talk to about whether Prescott is the system or he's the key part of the system there in Dallas, um, especially with a new coach, Mike McCarthy coming in. Uh, it just this leaves a lot up in the air. I mean, they have until July fifteenth to sign this to to negotiate a long-term contract. I think a, I think five years with a player option at the end of it, I think it's a good deal. I do think he deserves his money. Uh, he wants to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. He, he's seventh highest paid right now uh, behind Wilson, uh, Big Ben, Rogers, Goff, Cousins, and Wentz, uh, who most of those I see do deserve that money. Goff, uh, he hasn't been proving it so far the last couple of years. Cousins is Cousins and Wentz can't play in the playoffs. Not because he can't play, it's just he always gets hurt either in the playoffs or right before the playoffs. That is yet to be seen. And that is wild to me. Just just a little aside here, that Wentz has only played, what, one or two playoff games and he has a ring, but we we don't know how good he is. Uh, I mean, on, during the regular season, yes, he's, he's a fantastic quarterback. That also hurts me to say as a Giants fan. Um, well, the Giants haven't had a good quarterback in a while. Let's hope Daniel Jones is is good. I mean, he had he had a glimpse of 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 genuine greatness, but we have to see. We have to wait and see. Hopefully, this year is a good year for the Giants. Um, but a five year one seventy five, a five year one seventy five million. I I don't know, man. I take it. I mean, Dak hasn't declined it officially yet. Um, but now they're both under pressure, the team and and Dak Prescott, to sign a long-term deal. In addition to that, Jamal Adams of the New York Jets has officially asked for a formal trade, or has formally asked for a trade. He wants out of New York. He doesn't feel appreciated. I mean, which is fair, but Adams is under contract for two more years, and the Jets have no intention of trading him. Um, why would they? He's a, he's a safety that's under contract. Um, and safeties 
good safeties are hard to come by at the moment. He has said that he's wanted to go to Dallas. A fan caught him outside of uh, wherever he's holed up, uh, probably somewhere in Texas. Um, and the fan asked, hey, you coming to Dallas? And um, Adams replied, I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. And, he, and Adams was to be the highest paid safety in the league uh, with the highest paid safety right now earning just over $14 million a year. And the highest paid safety is Eddie Johnson on the Bears. And they went eight and eight. You know, uh, the Jets went seven and nine. So uh, there's not that many teams that are are, are getting to the playoffs uh, or making really good strides off of the backs of strong safeties. I mean, looking at the top 10 uh, highest paid safeties, only three of them have made, made it to the playoffs last year with one of them being Tyron Matthew uh, of the Chiefs who won the Super Bowl. So three out of 10 at 14 million, you're not going to, you're not making the team, making or breaking the team, but the Jets were seven and nine. So how good were you? <laughs> Let's look at his stats real quick. I mean, Jamal Adams is a beast. Looking at his stats, he was what two times selected to the Pro Bowl in his three years in the league. Uh, last year, he was first team all pro. Uh, he's played, he played 14 games last year. He played 16 games his first two years. Uh, uh, let's see. He's one interception each year. Not for much. Uh, he has a few forced fumbles, lots of tackles. I mean, he's a, he's, he's good. He, he's, he's last year. He was taking out quarterbacks. Like it was nothing. Um, I mean, and last year wasn't even his greatest year. 2018 seems to look at it. Look, looks like it's been a better year for him. Um, but even so, he, he is a top player on the Jets team, and I don't see him being traded away to one of the five teams that have been, you know, uh, rumored to have interest in him. So that would be uh, Philly, Dallas, Jacksonville, Seattle, and San Francisco. Uh, I don't see any of those teams blowing away the Jets with a with a deal. Uh, and if they do, then more power to them. Uh, but I don't. I'm 80% sure. I would even say 90% sure that Jamal Adams will be in a Jets uniform next year. And that's it for this week's edition of Nothing Fancy Sports. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm excited to see what's happening with the MLB. Uh, I'm so saddened to see what happened at, at, at NASCAR, but hopefully, you know, they start to get it together. Uh, racism is no joke uh, with that organization uh but it, it it's good to see that they're making the first steps to making changes and progress for the better now the next step for nascar i think is to see what they can do to empower and 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 change up the diversity in the in the sport and and try to bring up more black and p- people of color racers Remember, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is. Make sure you subscribe. Give us a nice review if you got the chance. Remember to follow us at Nothing Fancy Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll post updates there all the time This about this podcast and other podcasts. That's it for this week. Join us next time, next week on Wednesday here at Nothing Fancy Sports. Mm-hmm.